Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. There we are. We're all in. All right. Welcome back to another Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we've got to tell you about our fine sponsors for today, Britwood Line, specializing in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets, a well-respected supplier known not only for their high-quality products, but also known for their customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent. And they want to make sure that your expectations are met. So be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest and greatest products for all your outdoor needs. Why don't we say hi to uh, Meg Erber since she's like sitting right beside me. Oh my gosh. Meg, how are you? You know what? It has been a crazy busy day. I was trying to get down here to DC. I had meetings all day. I was doing virtual meetings on the phone, um, you know, in the background while I was driving. So it's been crazy, but I'm just so excited to be down here. And this is the first time, except for when we went live that one time from Vegas. Maybe twice now. We've done it in person. But one time it ne- was never, and it yes, made we, it to air. <laughs> we did from East live oh, with, right, uh, okay. with John Cudahy. Okay, Stephen right. wasn't with us. And then we did the live from Vegas, which we all three were together, which right. was awesome. Uh, but this is the first time this has been your since then. Yeah, yeah, so pretty cool. So good to see you. How are you? You as well. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, LEAD. That's why we're together. We're here in D.C. for uh, Legislative Education and Action Day. Uh, I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but if you're not familiar, definitely uh, check it out. Uh, reach out to Maurice Norris at PPAI and figure out how you guys can get involved. Uh, but we're here today to talk about the Promo 100, which is a, a new PPAI initiative. But uh, of course, before we get into that, we'll, we'll talk to Stephen McFadden, our other co-host, and then our special guest for today. Stephen, how are you doing? Uh, good. I thought you were going to forget me for a second. I was like, it's, it's okay. You know, what? I would just, never forget you, man. That's just not in my nature. I am glad that I don't have to wear a horse head for this live episode like <laughs> I did in Vegas. Me uh, too. The breath was just out of here. I just, yeah, it was, it was a lot. So the horse head was cool, though. You look like uh, Buckets the Drummer. Have you guys seen that YouTube channel? The shorts? No, Buckets the Drummer. Oh. Look I it up. Buckethead. Buckethead was the guy that used to wear the KFC uh, bucket on his head and was like uh, awesome at guitar. So no, th- this guy named Buckets the drummer. He basically drums on on like these little uh, Lowe's buckets, but he wears a horse head for his costume. It's pretty funny. Look it up. All right, uh, Josh Ellis with PPAI, man. Super excited to have you on uh, as a first time guest to the uh, to the podcast. And uh, you're you're like the big time uh, publisher for uh, all the PPAI editorial stuff, correct? I don't know how big time, but uh, uh, it's your big time. It's pretty big it's, time, man. Like I'll just put it out there. So they gave me these business cards, and they do say publisher and editor in chief. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been at PPAI about a year and a half, um, and uh, we had we had a big announcement uh, to to the NALC attendees here this week of uh, the PPAI 100 list, the industry leaders. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that uh, that you're in DC as well. It's weird to be podcasting with with two, two people that are in the same building. I know. Just, I was gonna say, know, aren't you like upstairs? I'm upstairs. <laughs> I feel like you should have just come down here and joined us. We should have been three and one, and then Stephen just would have been really uh, from the the promo. You know, yeah. he would have been he would have been feeling left out. You know, you guys well, you would have got another attendee I'm, next uh, year. I'm upstairs 
from you guys. So you you do look like you're in a different room, but that's not one of the hotel rooms. I'm looking at like my my room faces like the other side of this building or something. It's like rooms and pipes and windows. Like that's all I see. Steven got the (laughs) presidential suite. Yeah. I brought my dog and dog crate and curtains and all sorts of cool stuff. So very nice. Well, Josh, like I said, it is it is our topic today. We're going to talk about Promo 100 a little bit and where this all started from. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll give us a little bit of details. Maybe you won't. I don't know what's <laughs> what you're allowed to give us as the uh, you know editor in chief. But um, why don't we uh, it, it is customary for us to give our special guests a good three to four minutes, though, just to introduce yourself and maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry and, uh, you know, what you've been up to since. So uh, take it away, man. Tell, tell sure. us about Josh Ellis. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, I, so I've been a journalist my whole career. Started out as a sports writer. Uh, got into uh, business journalism. I was the editor in chief at a, a magazine that was for you know independent salespeople, real estate uh, agents, direct sellers, that sort of thing. And so, um, the opportunity at PPAI came along uh, for me about a year and a half ago. And and there's a lot of crossover between the audience that I was used to. Uh, to working with uh, on that side, and then our distributors. Uh, and a lot of people, it turns out, the, that are working for suppliers too, who as salespeople are sort of uh, self-reliant for their results and their income and, and their uh, you know, ability to grow personally and push themselves uh, will you know, lead to their advancement. And so um, the, that aspect of the content is not particularly new, B2B is new for me and, and promotional products as a whole are new for me. I, I think like most people, I didn't even know it was an industry uh, before I got here. And, and lo and behold, uh, it's, you know, my my whole job, like every waking hour is spent worrying about the uh, this thing now. Um, so, yeah, been, been here about a year and a half. I got in December 2021, just in time to see the first uh, first expo back after the COVID hiatus. And so got it. Got my feet wet in the industry, and, and we've been um, reporting on the, the news of, of promo for uh, that whole time. PPAI Media, of course, goes back um, you know many years with with uh, the magazine and Newslink and things like that, and, and we've tried to to take it a step forward and, and push um, the the uh, the envelope a little bit with our content. Hopefully, um, hopefully bring value and and grow our grow our audience and things like that. And it's going pretty well. The team has, has built out a little bit. So uh, I've had great support from the industry and and, uh, um, and the, the team at PPAI and our board and things like that. And, and um, I really love my time. It's been uh, exciting to learn something new, this whole new uh, industry that, uh, that I knew nothing about. And, and uh, every time that I feel like I know all there is to, to know, I realize that that's ridiculous. I don't know anything uh, there's a lot of layers to the onion and, and uh, I find something new every day that uh, uh, that surprises me so uh, the, the probably the biggest project that I've worked on at any point in my career uh, and especially the last uh, last six months or so we've been hands-on uh, knee-deep in, in PPAI 100 not the promo 100 Jeff but uh, we'll get that we'll just reinforce the branding in there it's the PPAI 100 <laughs> Um, and the tagline is the industry leaders. And that is because, um, you know, unlike some other lists in the industry where uh, other companies have ranked the largest um, uh, 
businesses, largest suppliers and distributors. Uh, what we set out to do was to to uh, understand and list the leaders. And that is uh, to say that as a nonprofit trade association that has the mission of advancing the industry as a whole and, and growing the pie for everyone, uh, we wanted to identify the companies that were doing business the right way. And so some of the factors, you know, we do have revenue as it's listed as part of our scoring. It's listed. It's important to any company to make money, right? Um, but it's also important to grow as a company. And so um, that we, we included the, the businesses that are on a growth trajectory, uh, specifically over the last three years. And we looked at other factors. Um, you know, for suppliers, it would be sage rating. For distributors, it would be credit rating, uh, sort of factors of industry faith. Um, and other things like uh, corporate social responsibility, adherence, digital transformation, best practices, adherence, and, um, you know, employee happiness, a, hand, a handful of uh, really eight uh, scoring factors in total. Um, different weights. So there's eight, 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 eight different scoring factors. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things that we want to definitely get into is just like the different kind of things that are, I guess, the metrics that you guys are using to, I guess, create this PPAI 100. And I do apologize. I was saying PROMO 100. All right. uh, so so PPAI 100. Um, and, and that's one of the things you guys actually just uh, just released or sent out an email today, if I'm not mistaken, uh, sort of about that. And there was a couple of people that was able to comment on it. I know Josh Papasil was one of them. Um, uh, Michael Harper from Summit was one of them as oh, well. Michael, Michael was one of the ones that I had sort of resonated with the best because he had mentioned, you know, a lot of times when you're when you're getting outside of the metrics of just volume driven, uh, you know, you're talking about something that could 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 somewhat be subjective, right? So, um, I'm very interested to hear about like what those different um, metrics are that you're using to sort of, you know, rank these top 100 and and how you go about doing that. So, yeah, what so what are the eight different the eight different segments? I guess. So there is 2022 revenue for this year, 2022. Next year will be 2023 revenue. Uh, there's revenue growth, and we did that two ways, both as a percentage of growth and as a whole number. So, um, you know, if you if you're a certain size business and you grew, you know, 50 percent over the last three years, um, then then that should get some points. It should it should be considered, but maybe not as as much as a business that only grew 10 percent, but that 10 percent equaled, you know, a couple hundred million dollars. Um, so it's it's a it's a little bit weighted that way. We included um, online presence, which is, is a factor of just how many visits your, your website gets and uh, really a strength of a testament to the strength of your marketing and, and maybe the, the power of communication that, that you have uh, to, to your customers and on behalf of the industry. We have um, technology, you know, digital transformation, um, best practice adherence, which, which I uh, alluded to along with corporate social responsibility. Employee happiness is one that uh, I think that uh, is important to consider. We're probably going to workshop how it's factored uh, for this year. It was, uh, have they been included on PPAI's greatest companies to work for list uh, in the last three years? Um, and also there's a consideration of um, uh, the the strength of the of the workforce and and that comes down to uh, certifications um, the how many uh, you know MAS and CAS uh, folks do you have on the roster uh, and then so also that's interesting. That's, <laughs> that's interesting not to cut you off but 
So how, how much does that weigh? Because for instance, like here at SNS Activewear, it's not something that they've really pushed us to do, yet we've talked about it tremendously. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Bloody Mary. <clears throat> Sorry. They just got me. Strategy. I apologize. Um, the CAS and <laughs> yes, I apologize. Um, has, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. What is the weight of that? Like, just saying, like, you know, asking for a friend. <laughs> what I, mean, is the weight? I, I just changed our name on the fly, too, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Jeff and Meg. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm an man. Yeah, so, as a, so as, a, as a general rule, really not going get, to get into the specific weights of what one what percentage one category gets over, the, over, over another. But I will say that, um, you know, the largest factors far and away are revenue, revenue growth, and uh, that industry faith. So for suppliers, sage rating, for distributors, credit rating. And then the other factors uh, taken as a whole are important, but no one of them is a deal breaker for most companies. Um, so it's it's relatively minor. Uh, I'll tell you less than uh, less than 15% of, of the overall weight. Um, but enough that if two companies were equal and everything else, then, then it, it would definitely tilt it. So Josh, what, what percentage of it is distributors versus suppliers and are service providers also eligible? Service, service providers are not, um, we will, we've, that's been some feedback that we've heard about, um, you know, it, there's some interest in including those and we'll, we'll consider ways that we can do that and other ways that we can recognize great service providers in the industry. Uh, but the list is, is 50 suppliers and 50 distributors. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering too. Like, was it all suppliers? Did you have your own supplier list, own distributor list? Because you put out that uh, most influential list and it was for companies and individuals. So I wasn't sure how that was going to go. So you guys just kind of tiered it off like top 100. It's a mixture, hodgepodge, suppliers, distributors, no service providers. Got it did right. say companies and individuals, right? Yeah. So why why so, aren't right? service providers or multi-line reps included in that? Uh, well, because our our industry and really PPAI's role is to support the supply chain and the, the, the companies that, that you know import the products and and decorate them and, and get them in the hands of, of uh, our ultimate customers. And, um, I, like I said, I think that there are ways that we can and should uh, recognize multi-line reps and, and uh, business services companies. It just didn't make it into this program. Difficult to score. There's obviously also a much more limited number of them. Um, so uh, so you, you guys may have or may not have noticed the um, the familiar face that we have here. This is Cliff Quicksell. He will be, uh, if you don't know him, he is also at lead with us tomorrow uh, or today when this is actually broadcasting. Um, so Cliff, we're actually talking about the PPA wide 100, and this is the top you hear about that? 100 companies, I guess, rated by PPAI. I guess what is it? Is it the most influential, most value? I guess you're they're they're pulling a list together by revenue. Yeah, a bunch of characteristics. There's yes, eight different things. The top 100 suppliers and distributors, all in one group, based on eight different uh, metrics that Josh was just going over with us. Uh, basically, you know, it's a lot of like revenue growth. Um, you know, number of certifications, that sort Pro of thing. Profitability? Yes. Oh, good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, that's good. I think that's great. I don't know that Josh mentioned profitability, but maybe that could be. Uh, 
So I don't know how you guys would measure that. You know, that's not like a that's not something a metric that you guys like. Yeah, no, nobody's in. nobody's going to actually cough that information. Up. <laughs> Some of them did. So good to see. Yeah. You uh, so, so that's the exciting part of this. It's it's one thing to to identify some of these leading companies, um, but the, the the most important part of this project was data collection and the aggregation of data. And so, profitability was not a scoring factor for us, but it was a question that we asked companies. We part of this was uh, the info gathering for this is we sent out surveys on, on a handful of these topics where we didn't have access to the information already, uh, and one of them was sort of business fundamentals. And so we're uh, compiling, um, uh, you know, benchmarking data on uh, the leading suppliers and the leading distributors. And we can be able to say to the rest of the industry, okay, these are the practices of the leading companies. This is what they do on technology. This is what they do on CSR. This is what they do. Uh, these are what their business KPIs in aggregate for the top 50 on either side of the industry. This is what they are. So I can tell you, um, based on our data collection that um, while, I, while I, I, I won't be able to say exact profit, uh, I can tell you that the margin for suppliers is 35% and the margin for distributors is 34%. Uh, mm. So if you're, um, if you're gathering, uh, you can probably read between the lines once the, uh, once the uh, revenue information comes out as part of this. But um, so, so we are, you know, we are gonna provide that benchmarking data and the other thing that's really cool is how the how the rest of the industry can learn uh, from it. So when are you guys releasing all that information? Because I know you're you were, were somewhat held under secrecy today because I mean the list literally just came out I think yesterday, yeah. right? So what when is all that being released and where can people find that information, Josh? So we gave a sneak peek to the attendees at, at, at NALC on uh, June the fifth, and it'll be available to the industry as a whole in Newslink, our our e newsletter. Uh, on for suppliers on June 20th and distributors on June 27th. All of the uh, information that benchmarking data I talked about will be available uh, those weeks as well. We'll do suppliers the first week, distributors the next, and uh, kind of roll it out slowly and milk it for uh, all of the work that uh, that mm -hmm. needs to put in to make sure that we uh, stretch it. And um, but there's there's a lot to, a lot of good great information. And, uh, so look, let me uh, let me segue us because I'm curious. What are you guys all doing there? <laughs> we just got here. <laughs> but wait, hold on. I have a really I have a quick question. This is a really important decision. What was the feedback that you received at NALC? Like, like from was there a surprise? Was there like, oh yeah, of course. Like you know, like what was the feedback that you received when you guys announced and unveiled the top? 100 companies for like, you know, as per PPAI, what was the general consensus? Yeah. So I think in some cases there was surprise um, companies, you know, people in this industry are familiar with other lists that have, that have been done based on revenue. And so uh, there was probably an exact order that they might've been expecting. And in some cases there were, there, there, there were surprises for folks, uh, companies that would not have made other lists that were based just on revenue, but on the whole, uh, they are are run in such a way that they did deserve a place on our list uh, as the as the metrics uh, bore out. Um, so people were uh, generally very you know appreciative that we looked at those other factors. I think that if you were going to consider you know the most admirable companies in the world, um, you know uh, Saudi Aramco or, or or whatever may make the most money, but uh, but people don't necessarily look up to it and try to emulate it. So. Um, I, 
I think that I think that people understood what we were going for. For the most part, you know, there's some um, questions and 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 wondering about the the uh, uh, process, and and it's it's one that we'll we'll tweak over time. The 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 mission and the objective of the of the list as a whole in years to come will always be the same thing: identify the industry leaders, uh, the companies that are pushing us all forward. Um, but the 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 categories and the scoring weight, it, it may, it may turn out to need to change over time and, and we'll keep an eye on that and uh, try to try to do the best we can. You know, I, I want to say, you don't mind me. It's really interesting uh, because the, your listeners here know that I'm all about profitability. And when I hear that 32 to 34% margin, I'm really going to do a deep dive in my head and do some research to figure out why that is. Why is it that there are some folks that are writing business at 32, 34% industry average? And you and I had this conversation earlier that I know that I work with people that are writing at 50 to 60% margin. And so the question is, what causes that? Is, this, is, is the driver what the supplier's suggestive sell is? And then people just get comfortable with that and yeah. say, that's what it, you think? Yeah, you I think so. so. I do. I, I 100% I do. So the suppliers are only suggesting a 30% margin? No, no, no. no, no. They're, they're doing 30 to 30, 37 to 40%. Yeah, but we're talking about the, the I know, distributor. It's 32 to 35%. No, but I mean, right? when you, when I, when you I, shouldn't bring Tinder up because when I tell you, like the average market is like 30% for a supplier. When I started, when I started headwear, one of the things that well, originally, one of the things that we decided was net pricing. And people are like, what, what the heck, what the heck do we charge for it? Whatever you can, whatever you want. And the thing is, you and I were talking about that. If Whatever the market bears, you know, and this idea that you have to be in, I don't want to hijack this, but this idea that you have to be at 30, whatever a supplier suggests that you do, that's great. But I choose not to do that. Well, see, I choose to do that, but... You gotta know the you gotta know the industry though. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, like get my, it. my my point to you was like I used to uh, there there's certain suppliers that you can sort of pin against each other, right? Like um, there's some suppliers you can help us. You, yeah, <laughs> hey, look, you sell <laughs> as long as you're comparing apples to apples, it's all price driven. So if one supplier sells higher based on apples to apples, sell at that freaking price and make more margin. I don't understand like why it's uh, a big well, it's deal. It's very competitive when you get to the distributor end of it because they're going against the foreign prints. They're going against the web distributors that are have the lower margins, but they have mm -hmm. the higher transactions. No, 100%. Because when I was a distributor, I had a customer come to me and said, hey, I'm getting this big pen for this amount of money. Yeah. I went back to big and, I, and that was, I couldn't even get that close on the net. I had, the, I had that same price. story with the whole big click stick with the uh, yeah. foreign print back in 2010, like when I was a distributor as well. Mm -hmm. like, same story. And I, I get that. Like if you're comparing, like that's a, that's a brand, big is a brand. And so when you're selling the big stick click for, uh, you know, uh, much cheaper than anybody else can get it in the industry. That's a whole other a whole other problem. That's why you got to find a comparable to the big uh, click stick yeah. uh, or stick click, whatever they call it. I mean, yeah, now I, I know, mean, but like yeah, but I'm saying like that's um, yeah. Go ahead, Stephen. I, um, I don't know that that's what the the goal of the industry 100 though is. If, if it's not, we just went off on a yeah, it's, it's yeah, not. Not. <laughs> I, I would say profitability <laughs> is important for a company, but is it the best place to work just because you're the most profitable? that they use to try to determine what the top 100 are from different metrics. But I do agree that it's important to run a business, 
maybe you know. But, but this also maybe... isn't the the industry's best places to work either. So I mean, there's a there's a fine medium. So I understand of where course. Cliff is coming yeah. from with the profitability thing, but ultimately we're talking about the PPI 100, and so I think profitability sort certainly stands a. Uh, you're doing it right. There's a place there. And so, Josh, the metrics that you're talking about, like, I'm really interested in hearing about that as well. Like Cliff had mentioned, like, if it's 30, 34 percent or whatever uh, from the distributor standpoint, like, that's that's really interesting information to have um, and to sort of carry on. But yeah. Um, and how can a supplier help a distributor be more profitable? Sure. You know, you just gave a great point. I think, you know, there's ways that you can do that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, yeah. I, and we're an S and S. That's your. That's I mean, your. That's your uh, you know. <laughs> no bias if, here. There's no bias if, here. Let me see if I can vamp for Thank a minute while while also searching on my computer to give you a, yeah. just a quick list of some of the some of the benchmarks that, that we look for. But um, you know, I, I I really like the discussion that you got into about how to. How do we, How should we adjust our 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 selling price for this product or that product based on what we know now? That's the point here: is to identify uh, or provide some data, and then the industry as a whole, companies in the industry, can make decisions that are right for them based on that data. Um, so, uh, it's a great great discussion. All right, uh, so I will give you uh, what I have in front of me right now is the supplier benchmarking. And these, okay, let's kind hear of it. It's kind of a short list, but. Perfect. Uh, we'll, uh, there will be more. So we have 2022 revenue of this group. They averaged $262 million. Revenue changed since 2019. The top 50 suppliers in the industry, the leading 50 suppliers, they averaged 29%. Uh, total order count, uh, 175,000. Integrated orders, basically, right? So the orders that go through a website a human doesn't touch, uh, 32%. Uh, gross profit margin, as I said, 35%. Sample costs, 1%. Uh, factory employee turnover rate, 21%. Office employee turnover rate, 9%. Um, That's a on, tough benchmark right now. And this, in, in the way that, not to interrupt you, sorry, not, but like we're living in the world of Amazon.com, right? Where we could be paying them X amount and Amazon is going to come in $2 more. And it is hard because we can onboard them. We can, we can hire 40 people and then two people will show up. Or all 40 people show up and then after lunch, they're all talking. And then two people come back after lunch because they're like, oh, Amazon right around the corner is that kind of sucks. Just saying. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> about, I mean, not to drive home kind of the point you guys were talking about earlier, but think about 35% margin if 35% of it was automated with no person touching it. That's a that's a huge profitable uh, Very much so. if there's no overhead attached to you know, um, I mean, not to say to completely automate, but that that's a definite thing to look at as far as overall company profitability as opposed to per order, you know, margin. Um, just to kind of put the dots together there a little bit. Yeah. So the last one, yeah. uh, the last one I had in front of me right there was just on time shipping percentage for suppliers. So that's probably oh, they, a metric. It's probably a metric that uh, with, uh, Meg you <laughs> track pretty closely. Uh, Jeff that we're at 97%, 97% on time. Um, so it was interesting to see, you know, I, I visited uh, our number one supplier and, and saw what their rating was. They do it at 99%. Uh, so it's interesting to see even how some of the best of the best um, are able to, uh, to, uh, to stand out. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah, Josh, I will say, I mean, I absolutely love what you're doing with PPAI and the editorial over there. Um, you mean, had big shoes to fill. Let's just you know, did. You had really big shoes to fill. But I, I've honestly, like, since COVID and, you know, just talking about the uh, the ocean shipping challenges and all that, like, I, I love clicking on the links that you guys send through with PPAI Newslink and uh, just seeing what you guys have to say over there. Uh, so you've, you've done a great job, man. So I appreciate you and it's been awesome having you on the podcast. I know it's been a little bit of a little bit of a mess today, but uh, you know, hey, we're live and we're we're trying to do uh, you know trying to do a live broadcast from a, a PPAI event, and uh, it comes with challenges, I'm sure, as you can imagine. So, but uh, look, man, I, I appreciate you having on having having you on, and um, I appreciate the time you're taking away from the event to to join us. So. Maybe you can come downstairs now and join us for a drink when you're I will. on the podcast. Yeah, Josh, we're, <laughs> we're at the bar downstairs, Hotel Washington. Like, you know, first one's on me. Come on down. I'm on the way. Thank you for having right. me. I'll be right there, guys. Yeah. Right. Okay, Steven, since you're in the presidential suite, yeah, I figured you'd just come right on down too, you know? I didn't I even... I have my own bar, though. Um... Oh. So we should just meet you. Because that gets yeah. expensive if you're, I mean, who's paying for that? Like, let's yeah, be honest. Can you expense uh, those drinks? I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. You know, when you're yeah. a top 100 candidate, um, there's some perks. So I, always perks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Uh, you know, hopefully, you guys found the the podcast entertaining and uh, you know a little bit more casual today. But super yeah. excited. Where is this list going to be broadcasted? Where is this list going out? Like Josh, where? Josh already said it's going to be PPI Newslink on June 20th and 27th or something. Exactly. Somewhere. This is a PPAI media joint, so okay. uh, you'll, you'll get it in Newslink. You'll get it on the website, media.ppai.org. It's going to be all, all in the uh, July issue of PPAI magazine. Uh, we will make it very easy for you to find it, I promise. That is, not, that is good. That's See, easy. Josh, I got you, man. PPAI Newslink. Look, if you're not signed up, go sign up. Uh, get the editorial. It's a lot of great information. Uh, but I've really enjoyed uh, having you guys on and uh, super excited. But this broadcast was brought to you by our good friends over at Brentwood Line. And they're specializing in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets. A well-respected supplier known not only for their high-quality products, but also known for their customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent. And they want to make sure that your expectations are met. Uh, so be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check them out. and Check out the latest and greatest products for outdoor needs. And tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Uh, you know, or just make Gerber. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> listen, uh, really appreciate you guys, Josh. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, Steven, thanks for tuning in, uh, from afar and, uh, we'll be seeing you guys until next time. Peace. There you go. <laughs>